0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, welcome my friend. It's toll free,
1: 1-866-405-8405 to join in on the conversation. Or if you have a question for any one of the dream team, we're all here and able to answer those questions for you. In fact, I think there's very few questions that we really can't answer.
2: Well, if we can't, we'll just make them up. Yeah,
1: we'll make it up. It'll <laughs> sound like yeah, a it good It'll sound
3: answer. like we know what we're talking about. I know that. Sure. Uh,
1: Joy, is there an animal that has ever refused to talk to you?
3: The only animal that ever refused to talk to me didn't have anything good it wanted to say to its Ooh. person. Okay. <laughs> and so he felt it wasn't a good thing to say anything at all.
1: Okay, so it's, it's pretty likely that if... Somebody calls in and they want to talk to their pet alive or an animal that's passed. Maybe maybe your childhood animal that they will talk to you most likely.
3: Absolutely. Most likely. Mostly. Most likely. Yes. Did
4: yes? you ever have a Did you ever have a pet that that um, said something that you didn't want to tell the owner?
3: Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, every once in a while. But then when I first started doing this professionally, I told the animals that I would say exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. and I would say it exactly how they said it, and use the words that they used if they're talking words rather than just feelings. So I tell them anyway. I kind of sometimes say, I'm not sure you're going to like this, but... Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger, exactly.
1: Okay. Also, if you want to talk to your animals, call right now at our veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, she deals with a lot of strange animals. Let's face it, she lives in the, she practices in Vegas.
5: <laughs> that and,
2: explains
1: it. And that means that there's a lot of strange animals. What is the weirdest animal you've ever worked on?
5: The strangest, oh gosh, you know, we get some interesting things like servals, um, you get a lot of wildlife. You know, we had a bunch of, uh, uh, different, uh, birds of prey that came through recently, um, a lot of lizards, snakes. We, it, it's really very different every day. The other day we had, just dogs, cats, ferrets, rabbits, pigs—you name it. Everything was coming through the door. Mm-hmm. So
1: this is why it takes so long to become a veterinarian, is because you've got to deal with so many different kinds of animals and learn so many different things. A human doc—that's well,
5: yeah, it, that's
2: just humans are all
1: yeah, alike. <laughs> pretty much all the same. Yeah,
5: that's so true. And and I think that the nuances between things like birds and lizards are so night and day different between dogs and cats. And that's why a lot of you know veterinarians don't don't always feel comfortable dealing with exotics unless they've got experience there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Human docs got it so easy, man. They
1: really do. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, I see today Joey's going to talk about three powders that can make the difference in your life. Really, three
4: powders, three. and it wasn't didn't start out to be that way. But then after I put the segment together, it was three powders. So I'm calling it the three powders. There and you go.
1: No gunpowder in there.
4: <laughs> no gun, No
1: gunpowder. Okay, all good powders. You probably have them around your house, and they'll help you with your animal. Also, we're going to talk to the now. Is it the owner? Yeah, it's the owner of he, Crispy Bacon. He's a veterinarian. He's a veterinarian. Crispy Bacon is a pig that is handicapped, a uh, pot-bellied pig. His back legs never really formed, so yeah, he, he was he's in a wheelchair. At birth, right? And we'll talk to him. Uh, Not the pig, but the the doctor in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. And from the Steve Miller Band, great band from the 70s. You remember, one of my favorite bands, guitarist Kenny Lee Lewis will be joining us today. These guys are on tour, and I'll have tickets to go check them out of the Steve Miller Band as they tour the country this summer. What do you got, Stacey?
6: Well, coming up, we've got a story about a pig farmer in Washington State who's been feeding his pigs pot. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're gaining weight faster, no surprise there, because you know what? They're probably all sitting on the couch, getting the munchies and pigging out. But supposedly, they uh, gain weight about 20% faster than pigs that don't get these uh, pot scraps. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Keep keep your pig that's out of your pot. That's an expensive diet. <laughs> that really
1: is. Uh, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. We'll go to the phones next, one 405
0: 8405 you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405.
7: Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you. Right now, wanna take wait,
8: give me the line again. My brain stick. Uh, Brett Michaels I just have one of my brain hemorrhage, brain farts. Oh go don't do that, don't that do
1: that. I don't want to be responsible for that.
8: Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead.
1: Animal radio. Brett Michaels and Animal Radio. You've got it. I knew the animal radio like, okay, here we go.
7: Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio and take care of your pets. They will rock your world.
0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Vellani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, thank you. Coming up
1: this hour, we'll talk to the owner or guardian of Crispy Bacon, the uh, pot-bellied pig that's in a wheelchair. All part of this exciting hour, of course, I'm sure you... Yes, you, Stacey Cohn, are working tirelessly for this hour's news. Uh, and you see how
6: I'm stalling? I'm waiting for her to get back to her microphone. <laughs> what are you working on? Well, we all love our pets, and we want to make sure that they're well protected, just like your kids. You know, when they're riding a bike, you want to make sure they put their helmet on. What about your guinea pig? Does it have a helmet? Well, if not, I'll tell you how you can get him one. Coming up on Animal Radio News.
1: That was worth rushing back to the studio for. I'm I'm
5: trying to figure out why exactly the guinea pig would be wearing the helmet. She must
2: have one clumsy guinea pig. Well, This
1: is why we have to stick around. and That's why they call it a tease. So we'll stick around and (laughs) find out why the uh, guinea pig wears a helmet. Uh, Hey, Tom. How are you doing? All right. What's going on with you?
9: Oh, I got a Jack Russell uh, mix, and I'm trying to train him to use the leash and Whenever I put the leash on him, he spazzes out.
5: Oh, wow. Okay, so what is he exactly doing? Does he fall down to the ground? Does he scratch at it?
9: That's what he starts off with, and then when I continue, then he just pulls against it, choking yourself, because I, I do use a choke collar, mm-hmm. and it gets to the point, I think, that he's going to hurt, end up hurting yourself, and I I, I quit. I take it off.
5: Okay. And, does Tom, does he wear a, a collar or something of, outside of the time when you try to put the leash on him? Does he regularly wear something?
9: No, he doesn't.
5: Okay. Well, there, there, there's the first step. And in dealing with a pet that has um anxiety about a leash and um is kind of balking at it, pulling backwards. I've had dogs where they'll just drop and just kinda of lay there kinda of like, you know, they're playing possum. They won't move until you you actually remove it. Um the well, first step is that's
9: what he starts off with.
5: And then if you try to push him past what he's comfortable then he's saying, The bets are off and I'm trying to get away. Right. Okay, so yeah, the, the first step is to get him accustomed and being comfortable with wearing something on his neck, so um, that is really the first thing it, it, the The worst thing you can do is try to put a collar and leash on a pet who's not already comfortable with that um, because it can be for some dogs just sensory overload they 're not used to the sensation and the feeling, and then if we 're pulling them in a direction that they're not prepared or want to go in, um, it, it really can set their um, fears. Um, right into the forefront. So the first thing is to get him used to a collar of some form. And and for every pet, this may be a little different. Sometimes, you know, even a nylon collar for a dog that's not accustomed to it, um, it, it feels weird. It, they can freak out. They'll scratch. Um, and, and all puppies go through this a little bit when they're about six weeks to eight weeks of age, when you first get these guys. And if you get a collar on them at that point, they really work through it. And they, you know, kind of forget about it. So it's more when we have these adult dogs that haven't been... Um, Used to having a collar and leash on them that you'll run into this brick wall, if you will. So some dogs, you know, a light leash, um, a a light um, nylon collar will be fine. Others I'll put a cat collar on, which is usually a little lighter weight, or even just something as simple as some yarn, um, just to get used to that sensation. Then you work up to the feeling of something a little bit heavier gauge, if you will. You want to make sure they're comfortable with it. You praise them when you put it on them, um, you know, and definitely don't push them into that next step of putting a leash, on until we've worked through that phase um, initially. Food, love, rewards, all very important while you're doing this. And and then once you get them used to the collar, then you can move up to trying to put a leash on them. But the same thing holds true. So a dog that's afraid of a leash, you know, the last thing we want to do is put a big metal choker on them and get them used to that. We're going to start slow. So you might go with a cat leash. Um, At the vet clinic here, we typically have little giveaway leashes that we give away to clients if they need it to get their pet outside safely they're very lightweight really flat um, little nylon collars those are great for this kind of training um sometimes for some dogs they are really sensitive going back to something like yarn just putting that on the collar maybe all that they're going to be comfortable with so you kind of have to work up in baby steps to that
9: well uh, when, and, whenever we put a collar on him and we've tried this before several times it always ends the same he either gets it off by slipping out of it, or if he can't slip out of it, he chews it off. And we even went to a halter. I tried a halter, and he managed to chew it up, you mm-hmm. know, and he he always destroys it.
5: Okay. And, and what I'm going to recommend that you do isn't going to be to put a collar on and leave it on him. That's not going to do us any good. So you may just take a little collar, um, a little something lightweight, and you're going to put it on the back of his neck, and you're just going to rest it there. And then you're going to feed him. And then you're going to take that off and put it away, and it's not going to be on him. You're only going to pair it with something that is pleasurable. Food, love, toys, something that he likes short little exposures. this is going to take time You, you can do it, but you can 't expect that he 's going to just work through it on his own. so really small, short exposures of time, putting something as simple as this like little light leash on his the back on the back of his neck, drape it over his shoulders, let it sit there and praise him when he is calm and he 's uh, looking at you in a calm, um, easygoing way. If his ears are back, he's darting around, he's trying to escape, you don't want to praise him for that behavior. That's not what we want. But you need to find something to help motivate him, help him feel comfortable about that, and just keep the exposures really, really short until you can get up there. Um, and like I said, it, this isn't easy, and you can't push these guys because they definitely can have some phobias about it. There are some dogs that have generalized anxieties and will be fearful of other things noises, um, you know, coats, you know, different situations and if I have a path that has more than one phobia then a lot of times I will use some drug therapy to kind of help work through some of this training. Um, but really, this just comes down to the nitty-gritty of just getting him um, used to um, the idea of a leash and collar. So,
9: you can All do it. Right. I know you can. I appreciate
1: it. Thanks for your call, Tom. Good luck with that. Let us know. If you need follow up we, we do follow ups eight four zero five 8405 to speak to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, a dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. Uh, Alan had a bad uh, chimichanga, was it? Enchilada? I don't know. He couldn't make it today because of this, so we have Dr. Debbie answering his questions. And this is brought to you by Stella & Chewy's. They offer that new size now. It's an intro pack for 5 bucks. This is really cool because I've been talking about Stella & Chewies for a long time now. Maybe you haven't tried it because you don't want to spend the money to maybe find out that it isn't the food for your animal. That's why they made the intro pack, so that you'll find out and be for sure that your animal will love it. It has no grains, no fillers, no antibiotics. It is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Check it out. Stella and Chewy's in their new intro pack at a store near you.
5: Hell, are you tired today? I'm I... worried about you. <laughs> I am a little I'm bit. really worried about you. Dogs or cats,
10: horse or emu are people too When a Memphis man died without a will leaving a 2 million dollar estate friends and relatives started fighting but not about the money about Alex Alex is a 13 year old golden retriever who was owned by 35 year old Ron Callen who committed suicide on New Year's Day The four way dispute over Alex was so intense an attorney was appointed to represent the dog's interest. a judge finally decided the man's divorced parents should split custody his father takes Alex to work with him every day, and a previous girlfriend gets Alex on some nights because his father has cats. Callan's fiancé was also interested in taking care of Alex, who needs arthritis treatments. The dog's attorney said he believes all four people love Alex and would take good care of him, but were using the fight for the dog to punish each other for past transgressions. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio Animal Radio.
1: For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is
11: a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural, FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy
1: joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com.
2: We've talked about Stella and Chewy's, family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, and Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewies.com.
8: Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as 19 $19.99 $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MY-TV one 645 my tv
1: You found us. We're Animal Radio, my friend. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Don't forget, you can do that also on your Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Listen to Animal Radio anytime and ask your questions of the Dream Team. And that dream team being, of course, Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. And this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx, available at pet shops and retailers across the country. And let's head across the country to Catherine. Hey, Catherine, how are you doing? I'm fine. Are you in the bathroom? It sounds like you might be in the bathroom.
12: No, I'm not.
1: <laughs> okay, just a little echo, there. A little there. bit of an echo. Where are you calling from today?
12: Los Angeles.
1: What's going on with your animal? I have the dog. I have the whole dream team here for you.
12: Well, it's my daughter's cat, and she lives um, in Korea. Wow. And she got oh. the cat from Korea, and it's a Scottish fold, I believe. That's what they call it. Okay, yeah. She got it in June of last year and since then she's been having problems. He started having, they call it a fungus and she doesn't, where she lives in Korea, all the apartments have, uh, they put wallpaper on the walls and they always get mold. So every she's lived in a couple apartments and they get mold. She left the other one because there's mold and the landlord will come in and Put mold, um, wallpaper over it again. So in her apartment, she does have mold. Anyway, mm-hmm. the cat has had fungus, and the way she describes, it looks like on the surface it looks like dandruff. She said it like the, the cat has a lot of dandruff. And then what will happen? in crusty house, A crusty that's house. She said crusty dandruff, and the skin becomes very dry. Then the hair starts to come out, and it comes out in clumps, and one clump she said, was like three inches by six inches. And so she went to the doctor. They gave her some pink liquid. She doesn't know what it's called because there's a language barrier. She does speak Japanese. I mean, I'm sorry, Korean, but not enough for them to explain what they're giving her. And Mm -hmm. even though she said it's just beginning to get a little better because she started grooming the cat because as long as she was just rubbing the solution on he was licking it, but he has a cone on uh, right now. It just keeps coming back, and right now it's about the size. Uh, she described it like thumb size, her thumbnail, but at one point it was all over the body. They did have a blood test, but she doesn't know what the results of the blood test are um, because of the language thing.
5: Oh my goodness. Okay. Catherine, some of the, I think the biggest challenge is, um, partly this language barrier. Mm-hmm. And, um, in figuring out how even I can help in this situation, we definitely need more information. And, and this is going to present, um, kind of fall on your da- daughter's shoulders to find a means to understand what the veterinarian on the ground is telling her. Um, because there are different types of fungal skin disease that we can have in cats and dogs. And I'll be honest, some of them are incredibly different in that locale of the, in, in the world than what I might be treating here. So, some of the most common uh, fungal skin diseases that we have in dogs and cats is ringworm. Um, you know, and that can be frustrating to deal with. Um, there are certainly set dips, medications, and so forth that I can advise to use, but it, it kind of comes down to is it. We're talking ringwormer. We're talking something of more of a cutaneous fungal infection, which is more. There are some really peculiar things that we can get, especially in some of the um, countries on the other side of the world, where they can be more well-established in the skin. They tend to be involving pets, sometimes that have immune systems that don't really combat it and fight it off well. And it can be very frustrating, long-lived, to deal with some of these infections for six months or more. Some types of these more obscure fungal infections, they need surgery in combined with medication. So the, the bottom line is, here's, we've got to find a way to understand what that veterinarian is saying. So whether it's something where you can use, uh, you know, an iPhone translator uh, app um, to help figure that out, we need to know mm. what diagnosis they come up with. Um, so if they have a word for that or a diagnosis, that's that's going to be the first step that we need to know. Um, from there, I can certainly give you some more advice or things about what we might try and what we might use. Um, but in general, when we do um, treat for fungal infections, blood is important because a lot of the times we have to use medicines that are hard on the body and some of them can actually cause liver issues. So we have to be aware where a pet is starting off and then monitor them throughout that treatment. So kind of again, we're going to go back to we need to know what that veterinarian is trying to communicate and uh, to get that understanding. I I know it's hard. I I was sick. I was a kid and I was in um, Germany for a summer study and, and I got sick when I was there and it was really challenging to try to communicate my symptoms to doctor who spoke actually very little English, believe it or not, and, and to try to figure out what I had and tell my mother, back in the U.S., what was going on? Um, you know, back then, we didn't have some cool things like iPhone translators or um, you know, uh, some of the, the more modern apps. So um, you know, th- those might be the ways that we can help to try to figure that out a bit more.
12: And well, well, One know, I'm... thing she's planning to do, she's going to bring them back in December. Now, is that going to cause a problem? I have six cats. I have three inside cats and three outside cats, and so if she brings her cat back, will there be a chance of my cat catching whatever her cat? Good question. And, and this is going
5: to go back. We need to know what that cat has. Um, but in general, fungal infections and many of these types of things, yes, I will be concerned that it could be something transmitted. Some of them are opportunist infections that are involved with, uh, moisture climates, um, different environments. But, um, it, we just, we got to know what that cat has. Um, so I would be concerned and, and definitely I would encourage your daughter to try to get those answers so we know what we're dealing with or at least what kind of class of infection the veterinarian is uh, suspicious over there in korea
1: one that is toll free to the dream team and they can answer most questions uh they don't speak Korean. do any of you speak korean
5: <laughs> i don't sorry okay, so <laughs>
1: no we're
13: gonna have to all.
4: stick to english or you know okay. that jersey dr deb i have a question though how concerned do they need to be about passing it on to the um, pet owner because a lot of fungal infections are very contagious even to us isn't that correct
5: Oh, absolutely, yeah, and, you know, just it's something as common as ringworm, and it is probably the most common fungus that we deal with every day in dogs and cats. Um, so, yeah, that that's something, just sharing the same space, getting the pet's hair on you, that it's definitely uh, a risk for people as well, so... Um, yes, it's good that she's worried about her other pets, but you know, for her own safety and those in her household. Um, yeah, we we just need to know a little bit more.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of also contagious, this recall that's been going on in the last few weeks with the Natura products, California Natural Products, it's salmonella. So mm-hmm. even the people that hold this stuff can get sick from it. You know, the the humans as well as the the dogs.
2: Yeah, if you have this. Take it back to the store where you purchased it. And I have to say, my neighbor has this for her dogs, and I warned her about it. She went to take it back to the store, and the guy at the pet store says, Ah, don't worry about it. You can keep feeding it to your dog. They'll be fine.
1: Unless they have a compromised immune system. Is yeah, what he said. You know what? Find a new pet store.
2: Yeah. I said, no, you, you <laughs> take that back and get a different type of Why don't of you food. eat it, buddy? Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> That's
1: what I would have said. Here, yeah. try it. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. Pet grooming can be easy and pain-free with Wall's extended. Line of grooming products, which includes everything from clippers to brushes to shampoos, pet owners and pet professionals prefer Wahl. Visit them over at wahlpet.com to get started. In fact, uh, Joey Volani, you are holding their lithium-ion rechargeable pet clipper kit, which we have a few we'll give away in a couple of minutes. There, you really like that, don't you?
4: Lithium-ion. Okay, very interesting. This battery lasts forever. Okay, they, they, they need to put these in a the pacemaker. Um, that's how long they last. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's, it's, this is a good product. Um, I, you know, I say it every week and, and I'm being honest. Number one, the company's been around forever. Um, I know a lot of people that work for this company. It was probably one of the first um, clippers that I've ever used, and I've continued to use their products ever since. And this, this guy here makes it easy for anyone at home that wants to give their dog a haircut. It gives full instructions, basically, of, of you know how how much length you want to leave on your dog with a bunch of different guard combs that you can snap right on and take off real easy so you can give all different kinds of lengths. Um, it has a little scissor in here. It has um, a blade guard. It has oil for maintenance on your clipper. They give you absolutely everything that normally you'd have to buy extra mm-hmm. in order to, um, you know, to, to have a, a, a good, a good piece of equipment. And this is something that you don't buy once and it's going to last you a year. This is quality. Um, if you take care of it, um, I've had, you know, and this is this is the God's honest truth. My first wall clipper is about 35 years old. Holy moly! I still have it. I still have it. Okay, so the, so it's really quality stuff. The only thing I don't like is to take a business away from me because they make it too easy. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry about that, big guy, but it is really cool and it will last a long time. They have this DVD in it, which I checked out thoroughly and I actually groomed Ladybug. There's not a lot of hair to mess up on Ladybug, but... But I did groom her, and she looks great. I'd like to go she ahead. She actually looks different. She looks good. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? I'd like yeah. to give away the lithium-ion rechargeable pet clipper kit from Wahl, as well as their new no-rinse, waterless shampoo, odor neutralizer, and oatmeal shampoo. one 405 8405 toll free. We're going to give away one to uh, a listener, and then we're also going to give away one to a shelter. If you work in a shelter that adopts animals. And uh, it's your job to make these animals look sharp for adoption? Let me know. Call me now. one 405 8405 Thanks, Wall.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
14: When you think of Wall, you naturally think of clippers. But Wall has introduced a wide range of products that promise to streamline bath time and general grooming. Wall provides a full line of pet products including clippers and trimmer kits, brushes, shampoos, doggy deodorants, and even odor neutralizers. Wall doesn't just sell these products, their website also features do-it-yourself information on how to care for your dog's grooming needs at home. Pet owners and professionals alike prefer Wall. Visit WallPet.com or find Wall products at a store near you.
15: Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first hotel company to welcome pet guests, goes way beyond just allowing them to stay. Kempton has no restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, and charges zero fees or deposits for pets to stay. So when you travel with your pet to New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, D.C., and other major U.S. cities... Stay at Kimpton Hotels. Find us at KimptonHotels.com. And while you're at it, enter your pet's photo in Kimpton's third annual Paw Parazzi pet photo contest. Don't
8: complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. one 855 645 tv The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100 percent digital quality for less money. Call one 855 645 45 My TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as 19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade and free professional installation. You control what you watch, when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too at just 19.99. What are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MyTV. 1-855-645-MyTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MY-TV. 1-855-645-MY-TV.
15: This is an Animal Radio News update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit
6: fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Yet another massive pet food recall has been issued by Natura Pet in corporation with the FDA. This is because of possible salmonella contamination. The pet food recalls for all Natura pet food products, including pet food for dogs, cats, even ferrets. Anything that was produced more than a couple of weeks ago before additional product testing procedures were put in place. The pet food recall includes all of Innova, California Natural, EVO, HealthWise, Mother Nature, and Karma branded dry pet food and biscuit products. Bars and treats with expiration dates prior to June 10, 2014. You can go to their website, For any more details at natura.com. Some new meaning to the phrase pigging out. A pig farmer in Washington state says the secret to better bacon could be pot. Mm -hmm, Marijuana. Seattle's BB Ranch founder, William Von Schneidau, told NBCnews.com he started using the leftover stem stalks and leaves from the state's now legal dispensaries to feed his animals. It's a lot of pot to feed a bunch of pigs. He also says he doesn't smoke any of that himself. He explains that the pigs that eat the weed usually just lie around. They gain about 20% uh, weight faster than those that don't, just like people. Those extra pounds lead to pork with a marbled, fattier texture, and many people taking part in the so-called blind bacon test, they say the weed-infused meat is more savory. He also said his special pork is constantly selling out, but it's not necessarily because the customers have the munchies. He says nobody's reported getting high while eating or cooking the meat. A mom and her son are facing the long arm of the law after allegedly stealing some furry feet. This is a bizarre story. According to the Minnesota newspaper, The Post Bulletin, Tina Marie Garrison and her son, 18-year-old Junior Lee Dillon, are accused of stealing bags of gopher feet. A local gopher trapper contacted the Fillmore County Sheriff's Department last December. He claimed that several bags of gopher feet had been stolen from his freezer between November 23rd and December 5th. Well, police were able to track down Dylan and Garrison after contacting local townships that give cash rewards. Here's the clue. <laughs> cash rewards for gophers in order to control the population. They found that Garrison turned in nearly $4,000 worth of gopher feet. While Dylan collected an additional 1000 uh, bucks. Dylan was interviewed in December. He denied stealing the feet, saying somebody probably used his name when they turned in the feet. The pair have been charged with both felony and misdemeanor counts of receiving stolen property and theft. Garrison pleaded not guilty to the charges while Dylan is awaiting a trial next month. You know, rabbit's feet, you kind of understand. You carry them around with you for a little while. You feel lucky. Gophers' feet, mm, not quite the same thing. <laughs> That's a lot of feet to have in the freezer. Can you imagine if somebody came over, they were hungry? Hmm, Think. I'll, I'll just make a sandwich for myself. Oh, watch out for the gopher feet. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio.
15: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
11: So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
15: Here's a surprising summertime fact from new Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. It's maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream, the relief you've been itching for. Use as directed.
13: Want a more colorful summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 30% on paints and stains during the Great Summer Painting Party, June 23rd through July 8th. With colors like beach house, julep, and fireworks, summer never looked better. Visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store and save 30% today. Find your nearest store at SherwinWilliams.com sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
1: Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. If you think your pet's cute, and of course they are, enter the Kimpton Hotels Papa Brazi Pet Photo Contest to win the ultimate hot petality getaway at your choice of Kimpton Hotels, the pet friendliest hotels across America. Enter before July 31st at KimptonPets.com. And I encourage you to go over there, and vote for some of these. If you don't enter your own, vote for there's over 500 animals cute dogs this year
2: but you know it's not only dogs it's any kind of animal it's not limited to cats and dogs
1: you the listener pick 20 right and then we choose from the
2: 20 the animal radio dream team right we choose from the top 20 that the listeners have voted on that
1: was tough last year
2: yes
5: can boss get in the top 10 can can we just kind of like scooch him up in there just just for
2: (laughs) 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 i tried that last year with ladybug it didn't work
1: uh, Listen, but, we were talk, talking a few minutes ago, or Stacy was talking about uh, this pig that ate pot. A farmer is feeding the
14: hot scraps, hot
1: scraps to pigs. To pigs, yes. I guess. Just the stems and the sticks and stuff like that.
14: I
2: guess.
1: Here's a story about a pig. This is one inspirational pig. Crispy Bacon is his name. They don't. I think they just call him Crisp <laughs> right oh. now. He was a pot-bellied, is a pot-bellied pig who was uh, developmentally disabled when he was born with, not developmentally, uh, physically disabled when he was born with no back legs. And in fact, I'll let the owner, which happens to be the veterinarian who took care of him, Dr. Len Lucero, on the phone. How are you doing, Doc? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Well, it's such an interesting story. Now, this pig came into your office, I assume.
2: Uh
17: he did, yeah, and I guess you could say too that he was developmentally
2: disabled because he didn't quite develop right. <laughs> he
1: was a he was a patient, your patient.
2: You are a veterinarian,
1: and the person right. who brought him in, I guess, wanted to euthanize him, put him to sleep. Right.
2: So, so he wasn't quite a
17: patient yet. You know, what happened was uh, the young lady who um, who brought him in was actually trying to save him. So he was a day old, and. I guess after talking with her parents and her being a college student, just not having the time and the the knowledge of of what all it was going to take to get him, I guess to thrive and and really live out a full life, she was talking about uh, these things with her parents and decided that you know what, I don't know if I can do this, and I'm not I'm not sure it's fair to the animal it's not fair to me. So, um, you know, she came into the hospital looking for some kind of answer, you know, and not knowing a whole lot about what her options were. You know, she assumed euthanasia was the only answer.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so, sure.
17: So when she put she put him on the table, you know, this, this little guy was full of life, so there was no way that, you know, I could bring myself to euthanize, you know, the little pig. Not, not a healthy pig. Yeah, he's born with congenital uh, defect, but, you know, who's to say that's any reason to euthanize? You know, this guy's going to stay at a manageable weight. Um, shouldn't shouldn't be too tough.
1: You decided to adopt him. Because you didn't want him to be euthanized, and you—I guess—you took a Erector set of your kids, and
17: right? Yeah. Tr- tried so, um, yeah, Connects uh, was a fun little building block set that my son and I used to mess around with when he was tiny. And we used to make all kinds of cars with them, and just make these really cool roller coasters, and uh, it, it was perfect. So I just framed out a little uh, wheelchair. You know, these wheelchairs and the idea of of. Uh, wheelchairs as an aid for handicapped animals has been around for a long time but uh, he was he was less than a pound so I had to get creative with what I was going to use mm-hmm. and you know what better than something that you can just snap together really quickly and adjust it as you need to
2: But how do you get him to use it? God I tried to put a leash on a puppy and they just lay down like they can't move. How do you get <laughs> him to <actually laughs> yeah. move?
17: Uh, I think I think I'm kind of fortunate uh, on that aspect that uh, you know he wanted to go so <laughs> You know, if he wanted to stay, well, then I'd probably run into those same problems.
1: <laughs> I understand that now you've hooked up with HandicappedPets.com. dot com. We've spoken to them in the past. Oh, yes, they've, they've been on the customized show. Customized a uh, wheelchair for Chris.
17: That's correct. Yeah, they they've uh, actually given me one that uh, that he's in now, and it's uh, the Walking Wheels Mini, and it's made for smaller breed dogs. Um, and they send me things that because the anatomy is so different from a pig to a dog. There's modifications that have to be made, and um, I, I call up uh, one of the representatives there and kind of, I don't know what to do here, I don't know what to do here, or, hey, how about we cut off the struts and make this a little bit longer, and they're, they're just so helpful.
1: Oh, yes, they're great guys, and they also put together a uh, Facebook page for Chris and a Twitter account and a web page. You should all check it out. We don't have a lot of time left, but I want to ask Joy, our animal communicator, to ask Crispy uh, or Chris, how he's feeling. Does he like this?
3: Oh, Chris has just been in my head since you guys started talking. He is so completely enthralled with the fact that he can be like this great thing, this great icon, and be able to show everybody that pigs really aren't stupid that they really can be smart. And he is so incredibly grateful that he's having this opportunity. He thinks he's like the goodwill ambassador for pigs.
1: I, bet, I understand, Doctor, that this has been an inspiration for a lot of people that are disabled and you, you take them around to schools and such.
3: I have, yes. And, and, you know,
17: he's been an inspiration to everyone, you know, not just the disabled. Um, there was a young kid that uh, uh, wrote him a song. And, and it's wow. a really, really good song. I posted on his web uh, website this weekend, um, uh, and you know, he's inspired. He's, you know, not disabled. I'm
1: going to go ahead and link to that. And in fact, we'll put links and pictures up at the website at animalradio.com So you can see crispy doc. Thank you so much for what you've done and, and sharing your story with us today.
17: Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you guys for having me. It's always a pleasure.
4: You know, I wonder what would happen if we got him together with the with the farmer that fed the, his pigs uh, marijuana and the, what would happen, you know. It could be an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, you don't want to drive under the influence, no. Exactly.
1: Uh, funny
3: thing you guys should mention that because when I was looking for Chris the pig, the other pigs jumped in my mind.
1: Really? Other they, pigs?
3: The, the, the ones that are doing the marijuana thing. Oh, they, oh my. And <laughs> what,
1: did, what did they have to say? <laughs> you know the
3: funny thing is, I have actually spoken to quite a number of pigs over the time that I've been doing this, and believe it or not, these pigs actually came across. You know how people who are high on pot they sound kind of different.
1: I know, yeah, sure, yeah,
3: exactly. And that's exactly that's how what these pigs sound. They did. They sounded exactly like that. <laughs> it was just really funny. It's it's kind of if they were human, they'd be going, "Oh wow, man." In a
13: Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal with you once again, uh, took my daughter and my son. I have a son, too. Luke. He's two years old. Uh, out to the pumpkin patch way back when, right before Halloween. And it was interesting because they had llamas there, which half of the day I spent calling llamas until finally an irritated parent corrected me. And uh, my children were fascinated by the llamas behind the fence. They had scheduled times when you could see the llama, which I thought was great. They would say, you know, at such and such an hour, come bring the kids by, we'll bring the llama out. So we did it twice because my kids wanted to go back and and see the llama a second time. They were so fascinated by this creature as they should be. And I want my children to be fascinated by animals. But it seemed as if they the, the the pumpkin patch scheduled the times that the llama would come out with his... Bowel movement times, because every time the the llama came out, it defecated right in front of all of the children and parents. Couldn't they kind of gauge, get a better handle on exactly when the the llama would be having a bathroom break and bring them out afterwards? Uh, no matter how cute, I tried to cover it up. I'm like, well, look, Luke, there's the mama llama. Ooh, Vinny Penn, party animal, animal radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. And
1: we welcome back to the show Pat Kapishki from Wall. Hey, Pat, how are you doing? Very good. How are you doing? Very good. I love your last name, Kapisch. Kapishki. <laughs> Kapish. We are just in love with all of these Wall products. We've had the honor of giving away the uh, lithium-ion rechargeable clipper. One of the best clippers I've ever... is the best clipper I've ever seen. And it lasts so long now with the new battery. I love it.
18: Definitely a great product. for this time of year right now
1: yeah well it's tick season and you know in some parts of the country it's always tick season but uh, this year more than ever we are getting more phone calls about ticks so i wanted to get you on the phone and talk to you a little bit about it you have some natural pet shampoo tell us a little bit how that will help reducing the tick population
18: yes uh so the flea and tick shampoo uh it's a great it's a great alternative to some of the uh the the topical ointments that are out there certainly there's more and more pet owners that are a little concerned about uh, what they're putting on their pets, what they're putting in their pets. So this is a great all-natural shampoo that uh, contains rosemary mint, which uh, if people don't know out there, this is actually a natural deterrent for fleas and ticks. It's built into the, uh, the shampoo, and you simply wash your dog like normal, and uh, it can provide uh, protection for up to a week.
1: I see Joey's been raving about the no rinse waterless shampoo. He, in fact, he bought I it. I take it with me. You I do everywhere you go. I notice that. Yes,
4: and I don't. I don't just use it on my pets. I use it on me. I by hands anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, no. It's it's really good stuff. It really is. It smells great and it works great.
18: Yeah, it's it's great because you know we were we were talking about sort of the uh, the you know as with with summer here. It's kind of the you know what are the things that that you know pet owners out there can do to sort of keep their their pets nice and groomed over the summer and we came up kind of with our three C's of summer pet grooming which is you know, clear, clean and cool and we sort of covered off on the first one with clear in terms of the fleas and ticks and uh-huh. what you can do there. Um, the clean and that's that's really uh, you know where the, the waterless shampoo comes in you know we, we talked I think the last time too about you know the, the thing with with bathing your pet is that not supposed to do it too often. Now, of course, it's a little harder in the summer because our pets are outdoors more. So what are we supposed to do? They're not necessarily going to wait for, uh, for that month in between, you know, when we're going to be bathing them. So uh, a great option is that waterless shampoo because, you know, it's just simply that foam, foaming agent that you uh, that you simply put on the dog, you massage it in and, um, you know, either towel dry or allow it to just dry, you know, no hoses, no water, uh, just a nice in-between product that, you know, keeps them clean and fresh between those traditional baths.
1: Mm. You know, my dog likes to cruise into the lake and uh, the swimming pools, and I'm always worried when it comes out if there's bacteria in the lake or if there's uh, those chemicals in the pool. Uh, with the wall shampoos, that makes a whole bunch of difference,
18: doesn't it? It does. Um, you know, the, the nice thing is because it is all natural, uh, you're not treating chemicals with chemicals. And I think that's, that's the key is that, you know, especially in the summer, the hot summer sun, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're leaving residue uh, of the shampoo on the dog, you know, of course that can bake in from the sun and that can cause irritation and more problems. So that's another great uh, reason the shampoo exists too is that uh, it was designed in a way that uh, it rinses very easily. It was, it was specially designed that way so that it wouldn't leave that residue on the first.
1: Where can we get more tips?
18: So wallpets.com is a new resource that we've, uh, we've put together, which has information on over 185 different breeds. In fact, we just added a couple of new uh, mixed breeds onto our website where you can actually get step-by-step directions on uh, everything from how to care for them in terms of clipping them to regular maintenance, shampooing, and uh, specialty care as well.
1: Wall makes some great products and has some great information. And, of course, sponsoring Animal Radio. We appreciate that. We'll head back to the phones next.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 It's Animal Radio.
1: We are celebrating our connection with your pets. Toll free, one 405 8405 Brought to you by Kimpton Hotels, the pet friendliest hotels in over 50 major U.S. cities. Besides amenities like the plush pet beds, pets stay for free with zero fees plus no size or weight restrictions. And not to mention, pretty nice hotels too. I've got an, uh, an opportunity to stay at some of these Kimpton hotels. They are lush for you and your pet. Find out more about the Kimpton Pet Program by calling 1-888-Kimpton. That's K-I-M-P-T-O-N. And we go to Debbie, uh, who has a, a behavioral question. i got to say, Alan uh, called in sick this morning. I think he might have had a bad enchilada last night, and I really didn't want him in the studio. So I'm turning this call over to Dr. Debbie, who I'm sure is perfectly able to answer this,
5: aren't you? Evil and ready. Okay. So what can I do for you here, Debbie?
19: All right, I'm calling. I recently, about six months ago, uh, rescued a dog. She's in the Chihuahua family. She's a real good dog. They were going to put her down because they couldn't keep her. And she's been a real good dog. She gets fine with our other Chihuahua. But when we take her out for a walk on a leash, she seems to get really aggressive when she sees other dogs. She starts jumping up in the air and acting all crazy. And she just, like, she wants to be aggressive towards the other dog. And I'm afraid to get her around the dog because I'm afraid of what she might do. Is she being Mm -hmm. aggressive or is it just her wanting
5: to be um, towards them? Well, it kind of depends. Now, has she ever had the encounter where she actually is doing all this stuff and acting crazy and then she does actually physically contact or come really close to another dog? What does she do?
19: I'm afraid to do that. I I don't want to have to, you
5: know. Do you have other, like, family members with dogs? Does she do this to them or is this just only unfamiliar dogs outside of the home?
19: Only unfamiliar dogs. I have grandkids. She's excellent with them. She loves them. She can't mm-hmm. wait for them to come over and see them. But yeah. when it comes to being around other dogs, she gets aggressive. Anyone can come around her. She'll be at them at first, and then she gets to know them, and she's fine. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I should take the step and let her go next to another dog and see how she reacts. I'm kind of afraid to do that.
5: Yeah, well, and you ask what the, what's causing this, and there, there can be different motivations for dogs when they display this behavior. Sometimes it's just anxiety. They're, they're freaked out. They see another critter. They want to get near them. They, they they want to have an interaction, but they're tethered and, and that creates a type of, basically emotional anxiety. Um, There are other dogs that um, it's more a matter of protectiveness. Um, The leash is an extension of your arm. And if a dog is protective, particularly of family members, then that leash, as far as that's extending, is how far that zone is that they feel the need to protect. So there can be totally different um, situations for different pets. And I'd say, you know, it takes a little more work to figure out exactly where your pet fits in with this. But the general things that I would say is, no, we don't want to allow interaction if we're not in control of the situation. And it all comes back to you as the pet parent to be in control. And um a lot of working with a pet who has leash um aggression, and that's actually what we call it, leash aggression, um, is that we want to make sure that we can focus their attention on us and maintain ourselves as the one in control of the situation. And this has to go back to the whole basics. And I know Alan will talk my ear off all the time about these kind of things when we're talking about (laughs) behavior training. And leash training, and it's really the foundation to your whole relationship with your dog. If you do not have control of your pet on a leash, doing sit, stay, down, mm-hmm. come, then you can't expect him to behave well on the end of the leash when you're out for a walk. So a lot right. of this goes back to practicing good leash um, behaviors in the privacy of your own home or backyard and making sure that your pet has those commands down. And one very important thing when we're dealing with a pet with leash aggression is we want to focus their attention on us, not on those distractions that are going nearby, whether they're other people or animals. We need to be able to control the situation by focusing your doggy's attention on you. So the way we do that is we find what motivates your dog, food. Maybe. Uh, Maybe a toy, a squeaky, something like that. There are folks that do clicker training for the same reason, because you can click, one of those little clicker things, pair it with a positive thing like a treat or a snack or affection, and they get the idea that the clicker means pay attention to me. And that's what we need to practice and focus on in a quiet scenario without those other dogs present. We can't expect to jump up to the, um, you know, going to a dog park and expecting to be able to train or to practice this kind of thing. You have to do this at home when it's quiet. And that's really kind of the mainstay is starting to do that, focusing your pet's attention, and then when we can build up to things, we're going to Try to maybe just go outside the door, go in the front yard, maybe just where there's some animals or people nearby. And we start at a threshold where it's very light, and, there, and you might see a dog or maybe hear him in the background, but we're not going to allow our pet to get excited. If you see any signs that your dog is starting to get exi- excited, barking, getting all worked up, then we need to take control of that situation. Say, no, sit down, uh, paw, and we're going to redirect their attention back to you and then praise them when they do that. Uh, okay. So that, that's, that's very important. And, and there's no point in if your dog is yelling or or barking and carrying on looking at another dog, don't yell back. Don't say, stop it, stop it and pull the leash. Cause that just freaks them out more. And it's just, um, it just like throws gasoline on a fire for a dog that's Well, what I've always
19: done is I brought her in real close to me and kind of huddled down with her and told her, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You know, and oh, talked softly to that. her.
5: No, stop it. So what you're doing is if she's already displaying that behavior, you're rewarding it by doing that.
19: Oh, So
5: think of what she's, she's barking, she's carrying on. She says, get away from me, you dog, you smelly scoundrel. And and you just sit down and you pet her and say, good girl, it's okay, it's okay. She just did what she did. Well, you know, because
19: I want her to calm down, and I thought that would be the best thing to do was to try to get her to calm down.
5: Yeah, and if you're already in that scenario, the best thing I could tell you is you want to turn your body, turn her away, and start walking in another direction and maintain control. Don't even talk to her. Just really go in another direction and get her out of the sight of that dog. Then get her to sit, listen to you, uh, do a behavior, um, and then you reward her for that. You don't want to reward her anywhere near that time that she's um, demonstrating like that.
10: No, so. Okay.
5: Yeah, but don't don't coddle her when she's uh, acting up, because uh, you know, that definitely will make that worse.
1: That's the one thing I learned this year, in fact, is that when our dog, we want her to feel comfortable around another dog, and she's barking at that dog, and we coddle her, we pet her, we're kind of feeding fuel to the fire. We're telling her it's okay to be mad at that other dog, or to be angry, or to be barking, or to be...
5: Right. Yes. Exactly. 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 So, yeah, you, you know you're the problem all along, Helen. We've yes. known that, too. So.
0: <laughs> it's Animal Radio. Toll free at 1 866 405 8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
1: Forest of Animal Radio is brought to you by D-Herbs, with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to dot providing solutions for better health. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Uh, we go back to Dr. Gerald Post, who's uh, becoming a regular guest here, Doc. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. We don't like to talk cancer, but we have to talk cancer because so many of our animals that come to cancer many many more than should you have a lot of answers you of course are the founder of the animal cancer foundation the website which i'll give out in just a couple of seconds here get a pen and paper out because you're going to want to write this website down what can we do to decrease our pets risk of getting cancer
18: so there are a couple of things that um,
7: people can do um one keep your pet away from uh, any lawn that was you know freshly um, applied insecticide or herbicide-treated lawns. Oh, yeah. Uh, for how, yeah, and for, for, how, for how, how long?
2: How long? Because some people say just let it dry. It'll be ready in 24 hours. Is that safe?
7: Yeah, I would say 24 to 48 hours um, is probably the best, although we really don't know um, exactly the time. I would say the longer you can keep them away, the better. The second thing that we know is, um, And it's going to sound uh, simple, but feeding your pet vegetables three times per week can decrease the risk of certain types of cancers.
1: Mm. What kind of vegetables?
7: So um, it's really the red vegetables, the green vegetables, and the yellow vegetables.
2: Now, are these raw vegetables or cooked? Sure.
7: That's something that's being worked on right now. So the original work looked at people who had fed their uh, pet's vegetables at least three times a week, um, and unfortunately, that original survey did not ask whether they were cooked or raw. So right now, we just know that it's a vegetable ingredient three times per week.
1: Okay, and that decreases the risk of bladder cancer? You
7: do listen. Yes, that's one. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs>
1: Every once in a while. I am impressed. Yeah. What about uh, other obvious things? Like, uh, I know for me, I like to get out, take a walk. I know that exercise is good. Does that help with cancer or just my health?
7: It it helps with both. So, you know, really, dogs and cats are are no different than people as far as what keeps cancer at bay, um, what keeps our cells healthy, what keeps our tissues healthy. And um, exercise does all of that. So, a good amount of exercise absolutely helps. The other thing that helps is a good diet, just like with people. You know, a good nutritional plane, you know, balanced carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. And I know that there's a lot of work going on right now as far as what's the ideal amount of fat, protein, and carbohydrates to feed animals. The very interesting thing about nutrition and pets and cancer prevention is we have a chance of getting an answer. So now with, you know, board-certified nutritionists and oncologists working together, we can feed, you know, let's say a group of, a hundred dogs, four different things, and then follow them over a life and see which diet help prevent cancer the most. Something that would be unheard of to be able to do in people.
1: I know Dr. Debbie is always saying the most important thing is frequent visits to the vet to check your pet out to make sure that there's nothing going on underneath that you wouldn't know about.
7: Dr. Debbie is absolutely right. And as animals age, that becomes even more important. We know that cancer is a disease of middle-aged to older animals. So as your animal gets older, just like as humans age, more frequent as well as slightly more... Tests test so that you know, abdominal ultrasounds and chest x rays and things like that are probably just a little bit more important as we age.
17: Okay. And
5: I think that's a great point because a lot of times I have a lot of clients that want to kind of put their head in the sand. I have an old pet. I, I really don't want to know if he has something bad.
1: I'm a little guilty of that because I know that I have a cat who's never been always healthy, probably has a lymphoma right now, and I just don't want to put her through the prodding and the biopsies and all Things that are associated with treatment because I think that she wouldn't like that, isn't my personal feeling. Am I way off base there?
8: Um,
7: I hate to say it, but yeah, you are. I, okay. You know, I think that um, as we get better and better at diagnosing things, we are now able to diagnose cancers often with the smallest of biopsies early detection is incredibly helpful we are much more able to cure
1: okay if you want to learn more about the advances that are going on the american cancer foundation website is dot com.
0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Wow, we got a lot going
1: on today. Joey's walked into this video with a can of Oxy, a can of Gold Bond. And a can of cornstarch. So I don't know if he's going to be cooking for us or.
5: Uh, <laughs> I what? don't want to eat that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On the show today, from the Steve Miller Band, guitarist Kenny Lee Lewis will be joining us. He's a big animal lover, and he's just about to start off his tour across country. This is awesome. what he calls his money tour. This is a t- I think he takes three months off every or three months during every year uh-huh. to pay the bills. And this is he's playing all over the country, and I will have tickets for you to check it out right here on Animal Radio. How do you like my new shoes? Pretty cool. They're
2: blinding how they're so white. They are
1: blinding. I got these at the bowling alley for 75 cents. Not a lot of people know this, but you can get shoes from the bowling alley for 75 cents. Just a little tip. Stacy. what are you working so hard on?
6: Aren't puppy kisses the best? Sure. I love them when they tickle your little toes or your fingers or kiss your face. Well, what if they were licking your toes and then all of a sudden decided to eat one? You think you might wake up and notice (laughs) if you were sleeping? Well, there's a man that not only uh, did his puppy eat one of his toes, he kind of ate his whole foot almost. Oh, boy. <laughs> but he didn't know until he woke up. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News.
1: I can't wait for that. Stacy. of course, uncovering the stories that really count. Last week, we were talking about the world's ugliest dog. In fact, we had the uh, founder of the world's ugliest dog contest on the air with us. And uh, she didn't tell us that she was going to crown another ugly dog last week. I know, but,
2: a new one was coming up.
1: She apparently did. A huge-headed, duck-footed mix of a beagle, boxer, and a basset hound (laughs) was the 25th annual World's Ugliest Dog. Wally is his name. He's a four-year-old mutt from Chico who entered at the last minute and uh, who was judged the most unsightly out of 30 dogs. Apparently... The last few years, it's all been these Chinese crested, yeah, these hairliest they, dogs. So this was kind of nice to, trying to change it up. Time to see something else, yes. yeah. I'm looking for the picture here. I can't find the picture of him. I really want to see that. And I
5: have to say that the Chinese crested really have a corner on the market, though. They, they really do. They do. They have yeah, for they, several years now. They really are ugly. Between the like the zits they have on their back, the tongue oh. hanging out, and the <laughs> cataracts, they really do. They're, they can make a really kind of staggering look. <laughs>
1: well, with Wally, judges say they were especially impressed by his bizarre waddle. He has a wa- his dog that waddles, apparently. He wins 1500 bucks and will make several TV appearances over the next week. I wanted to uh, ask Joy, our animal communicator, if they could tune in to Wally, if you could tell me what Wally thinks about this win as the world's ugliest dog.
3: He has absolutely no thought about it at all. It's like, who cares?
1: He's not offended by that. No.
3: Nope. He's not offended. He's not pleased. He's just like, blah.
1: Really? Yeah, think he'd be at least a little bit proud.
2: Proud or offended? (laughs) Yes.
3: Yeah. No, he's not. He's just like. Who cares? It's like, I don't care. It's a human thing. Makes no difference to me. I'm just who I am. Don't talk to me about it. It's all right. Fine. Just don't make a big fuss.
1: Well, congratulations to Wally. Let's dedicate the show, this show, to him if Thanks we can. Wally. Also, this video that's uh, circulating on the internet, if you haven't had a chance to see it, about the uh, monkey that bit the police officer.
2: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> reali-
1: realize this, but apparently, police officers have, or some police officers, have goggles or not goggles, uh, uh, a camera from their glasses, glasses cam. Oh, really? Not just in their car, but on their glasses. And this is how this particular video was taken.
2: Oh, wow. A
1: rookie officer giving a ticket, a speeding ticket to someone. As soon as he handed the pen and the paper over to have the ticket signed, the little uh, <laughs> monkey reached out, pulled pulled his hand in, and bit him. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Our our officers really need more hazard pay. I gotta tell you, they worry about guns and now they got monkeys Monkeys. jumping up at them.
1: Uh, We're gonna post that video over at animalradio.com if you wanna see it. Yes?
5: Good
2: thing he had a video. Can you imagine going back and trying to explain? No, really, it was a monkey. And be like, uh huh.
1: Let's hit the phones, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 Your questions about your iguanas, your monkeys, your dogs, your cats. Dr. Debbie here is our veterinarian. She can answer your questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner, all for you. Toll free, one eight six six 405 let us go to Kara. Hey, Kara, how are you doing? I'm good. Where are you calling from today?
19: I'm from Minnesota.
1: Minnesota. I love me I just love how you guys talk. What's going on?
19: um okay, so I have a cat, and if I were to get another cat, well, then my my cat that I have now doesn't get along with that one, like she'll hiss you know, poof her tail up, meow, and I was wondering is there like a way that I can you know get her to become friends if I wanted to get another
5: cat, or so you have two cats already, and they're they're not getting along.
19: No, I are, I only have one, and oh, okay. I want to get another one.
5: All right. So, I mean, there's some definitely some big guidelines that I can give you. And I'll tell okay. you a couple big mistakes that people do when they're adding a cat to the home. Number one is that they don't match the personalities of the cats. So okay. it is a very, it's more important to match a personality to a like cat than it is of say the male female thing. We don't really worry about that in cats. Dogs, we talk mm-hmm. about it. In cats, it doesn't matter if a male is with a female. What we want is the personality to be compatible. So if you have a very outgoing cat that's kind of an in your face, more aggressive cat in the sense that, you know, is more vocal, more mm-hmm. demanding, then you want a cat with a similar personality, which you do not yeah, okay. want to get is a really kind of laid-back, passive, um, not a very interactive cat because they're going to have more likeliness of problems. So that's the first thing, okay. is really look for that same kind of personality. Now, I'm not saying go out and find an uh, aggressive dog, a cat, but, but really just a cat that's more bold, outgoing, and that is less apt to have fear with uh, new situations. So that's the biggest thing. Um, the next thing that I'll tell you is that when you do add a new cat, the biggest mistake we make is that we push the kitties too fast together. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. cats, their their whole behavior and socialization, they move at a different pace than dogs do. So you, you really got to give them their space, introduce them gradually, and you want to okay. make sure that that's going to be done even with separation. So a cat might be in one part of the house, and then the other cat will be in the other part of the house. you switch bedding so they get used to each other's scents, and then we gradually put them together. That's the yeah, best okay. way to, to let them get used to things. Now, the other thing I'm going to tell you is that if you've got an adult cat... You really should be looking for a young cat. Age does matter, um, because that also helps to facilitate an introduction. If you've got a young cat that's coming in kind of on the bottom of the kitty totem pole, if you will, and, uh-huh. um, the adult cat, um, will feel less threatened and the young cat is going to be less apt to want to kind of, kind of take charge and uh-huh. challenge in that situation. So, so those are some of the really big things. Um, and then combining that with making sure you have, when you do get these guys in the same environment, that you have lots of resources for them. So resources okay. for cats means lots of water bowls, food bowls, extra litter sites. So you should have at least three sites where these cats can have options in different areas of the house to eliminate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to kind of make sure that there's not a lot of competition, um, even in a physical sense, where they have to cross over to one part of the house to get to that food bowl. Um, and then mm-hmm. you'll have a you know a, a happier feline household if there's less uh, less things to argue and fight about.
19: All right. No, nope, that's it. Thank
1: you. Thanks for All calling, right. Carl. Send us pictures. We want to see this brand new addition to your family, okay? Okay. Thanks. One eight six six four zero That is toll free. Don't forget, you can see these pictures and everything we're talking about during the week over at the website and on our Facebook page
0: at Animal Radio. And, of course, the Animal Radio app.
1: Can't say enough about that.
0: Download it. It's free. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and
15: Android. D-Herbs, home of the Full Body Cleanse, also offers 100% all-natural, all-herbal pet care products with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. You know the importance of human health and nutrition, but what about your pets? Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing holistically and naturally for you and your pet. Go to dherbs.com. That's dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health.
11: What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
14: Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation, whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin. And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed.
20: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news. Really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing Conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at one 800 838 5562 That's one 800 838 5562
0: Call one 800 838-5562 You're listening to Animal Radio Find us at AnimalRadio.com Log on, learn more
1: Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 To the Dream Team Answering the behavior questions for Alan Cable today Would be Dr. Debbie Pulling double duty
5: yeah, I hope my paycheck looks bigger this
1: week. I hope so, too. <laughs> it's Toll free at <laughs> Animal Radio, brought to you by D-Herbs, with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to D-Herbs.com, providing solutions for better health. And we're going to go to, how about Chris? Hey, Chris, how are you doing?
7: Ah, uh, could be richer.
1: Oh, me too. <laughs> well, we're rich in a special way. It may not be money, but we have a lot.
7: Yeah. Yeah, uh, cause <laughs> yeah problem, right. he uh, My son lives up on a mountain ridge in Pennsylvania, and we have more than our fair share of bears. Right now really? he's got two of them, and one of them is um, he's being okay when the dogs go out. Uh, he's got three dogs. He runs up a tree like he's supposed to. But there's another one that my son describes as the biggest animal he has ever seen, He comes right up onto his porch, which is also his deck. And when the dogs uh, try to run him off, he just kind of looks like him uh, with this look on his face, like, what do you think you're doing here? This is my deck. And (laughs) uh, uh, my son has gone out there with his shotgun and shot it up in the air, and the bear just looks at him like, what are you making noise for? (laughs) Oh, no. Um... You know, hunting season is uh, several months away The, the animal uh, people have been up there trying to figure out uh, You know, they put traps up And, of course, that's not working mm-hmm. uh, We think the big bear has been trapped once before And was relocated to my son's neighborhood So mm-hmm. he's not going to crawl into a trap again yeah, And yeah. We're cons- he's going to try to uh, get into the house
5: Oh, sure. And, you know, the, the biggest thing with, with bears is, you know, food motivates them to do a lot of things and put themselves in scenarios where we, we don't think that they would be comfortable with. Um, so that's the biggest thing that when we're dealing with bears kind of crossing into our realm, into our environments is to ensure that we're doing everything we can to make it uh, less favorable for them to want to come. In close to our homes, and that's usually taking control of food, garbage, um, any kind of. Uh edibles whether it's uh you know fruit trees things of that nature so that's the first thing that you know really to make sure that we do is that we're you know not leaving garbage out um if it's in um it preferably we keep garbage indoors um or in a shed um and only put it out uh, or take it to the dump when it's time um because that they'll keep coming back if they've got that um or if you feed birds if you have bird feeders out that's a great thing that they'll be attracted to um you know dog food sitting outside in bowls all of these things are um, food sources. So they really have to be uh, zero attractants and in, in desire for them to want to come nearby. So, so that's definitely the one big thing that I would uh, suggest to do. And you know, bears don't always scare. And, and if the dogs aren't scaring this one, you know, it, it may be hard. And sometimes that you do have to call in the wildlife authorities where they'll have the, the, the beer, uh, beer, <laughs> bear deterrent uh, crews. And I've seen this, you know, in, in different documentaries where, you know, they use sometimes even, you know, uh, not just regular bullets, but even rubber bullets to try to scare them away. They have to train them to be afraid of being around people. Um, so um, hopefully those local authorities, you know, can have the, the right resources for that. Um, but you got to clean up everything. I mean, garbage, you know, clean those garbage cans out. Um, Motion-activated lights, if they're getting close, you can try activating, them. Um, you know, some of the really bright halogen lights. So if they're coming near the home at night or near where your garbage is secured, um, you know, you have something like that to help deter them and to kind of scare them away. But uh, I feel for you, man, because, you know, it's hard. When wildlife gets close to your home, um, you know, you have a responsibility and a right to, you know, make sure everyone's safe and protected there. So um, sometimes you got to do what, what you need to do and call those people.
7: Well, I think you uh, nailed it. The garbage is, is taken inside the house. My son, even this year, planted uh, 12 more fruit trees.
5: Oh. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard because if you have one, then, you know, you, it's reasonable to say you're going to go around and pick up the, you know, the fallen fruit and things like that. But if you've got a, you know, a grove that you've got, that that's just, you know, asking them to come close to the home. So, uh, I'm not saying chop those trees down, but you know, you just got to weigh the pros and cons. And that might be something that if those bears are attracted to, they're going to keep coming.
7: Yeah. He was planting the fruit trees for the deer. <laughs> and there's an added bonus, I think.
10: <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Did you make
7: sense or anything we could put out there that they're afraid of that you know of?
5: Well, as far as different scents, you know, just cleaning up, you know, if you have like the garbage areas, um, there are definitely some folks that will advocate putting lime in there just to help kind of uh, uh, cover up the odors of garbage. Um, As far as deterrence, um, scents, you know, I'm not really aware of anything that's good to keep them away. The biggest thing is to keep the food odors away. So even like garbage, you can vacuum pack garbage or make sure that, you know, you keep any of the food-related garbage um, out at a very minimum just when you're, you know, disposing of things. I feel for you, man. I hope the deer come around, but I hope the bears go away.
7: Yeah, okay. Thank you.
1: Thanks for your call, Chris. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. one 405 Don't forget that Dr. Debbie's books on shih tzus, pugs, and mini schnauzers available. If you have one of those, you should check out How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. It's an ebook, and we link to it from AnimalRadio.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. Pet grooming can be easy and pain-free, my friend, with Wall's extensive line of grooming products, which includes everything from the clippers to the brushes to the shampoos. I'm pretty sure pet owners and pet professionals prefer Wall. It's hard to say. There's a lot of P's in there. W-A-H-L-Pet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Vellani. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing good, but this music now. I mean, yeah, just a I know. couple of weeks ago, know. you know, Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini died, you know, sad day for all you soprano um, lovers there. Well, I then we're doing a tribute. Yes, there you go. This is a tribute to James Gandolfini. There you go. Hey, I am going to give you the three, what I feel is the most essential products that you should have for your pet. That's just everyday general household products that if you kept in your house, You know what? You'd be a much happier person, and it would save you a lot of money, and you'll have everything to cover all bases. So let's start here. Okay. Number one, they're all, every one of them are powdered-based. Hmm. okay. So first thing I'm gonna tell you is you want medicated powder. Gold bond. Okay. Okay. Now, what is it good for? It's good anytime your dog gets any type of skin allergy, skin rash, is a little bit itchy, uh, maybe went to the groom or got a little bit of razor burn, which sometimes happened. And what you do is you put a little bit of the medicated powder on, and you know what? It works wonders. The dog stops scratching. They're not itchy anymore. And, um, it also helps, um, it helps heal. That's number one. You could use it on your, everything here you could use, you know, I, for I, other things in your household. I use it on myself. Um, yeah, too, too, too much too. information, okay, guys. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, the other thing is cornstarch. Now, mm-hmm. cornstarch I talk about all the time. It's a great quick cleaning tool to absorb dirt, oil, grease, and you'll sprinkle it on your dog or cat. Okay, and the medicated powder I wouldn't put on the cat, but the the, um, cornstarch you can use on your dog or your cat. You sprinkle it in the coat. You work it through with your hands or a brush, and then you brush it all out. The best thing to do is put your pet on a towel so you don't make a mess the, um, the cornstarch goes down into the towel and that's after it, it absorbed the dirt and oil and you'd be surprised, very surprised of how much uh, cleaner your pet's going to look. And the last thing, and it's probably my favorite one because mm-hmm. I use it on everything and I think I'm Uh-oh. the guy that paraded this more than anyone and I'm sure you know what it is. No, I don't. It's Oxy. It's 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 an oxygen-based cleaner. Oh, oxy cleaner. okay, okay. Now, I'm going to tell you, you mix a scoop of that with a gallon of very warm to hot water and what you could do is you can use it on your upholstery, you can Use it on your carpets. You can use it anywhere your pet's going to soil or leave any type of organic odor, okay, which could mm. be fecal matter, vomit, all of that. And it's going to clean it right up and it's usually going to pull the stain out. Now, the other good thing is that about it is it's probably one of the best skunk odor remedies um, that I've ever used. And for a skunk, what, we would, what you would do is add. Literally one drop of dish detergent to that gallon of, 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 of water. And again, don't make it too hot where you're going to burn the dog, but it has to be warm enough for it to really work good. And you're going to shake it up. Now, what, this, what the soap does, it gives the product, a, it's like a bonding agent. It's not going to just run right off your pet. It's going to hold it there. And while it's drying, the smell is going to probably intensify in most cases. When it's dry... You're going to be surprised of how much better your dog smells. Now, the one thing I'm going to tell you right now is don't – if your dog is sprayed by a skunk and you're using this, don't wet it first because you're going to build a bond – between the skunk spray, which is an oil base, and the water. So you want to use this directly on it, let this penetrate, don't rinse it off, don't ever rinse it off, and um, if you need to put a little on a spray bottle, you know, to get in, in um, areas maybe around the top of the head, around the ears, Get keep it out of the eyes completely, it's not good for the eyes, but it's, otherwise it's not toxic. Oh, well, good to so know. It's safe for your dog, safe for your puppies, safe for your kittens, safe for you. Okay so we're going green too a little bit today.
1: There you go ladies and gentlemen Joey Volani on Animal Radio The Dog Father.
4: Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to backup our computer files to a safe place on the web, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBack.
14: Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation. Whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin. And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed.
20: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562.
15: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com.
6: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. A helpful eBay seller is going to great lengths to make sure that somebody's pet guinea pig is as safe as possible. Sean McCoy, or Mighty S-O-X, as he's known online, is auctioning off a chain mail and helmet combination designed specifically for one of the tiny rodents. Yes, your guinea pig could have his own helmet. McCoy says he made the armor himself for his own guinea pig. Lucky who was unlucky and, unfortunately, passed away over the weekend.
14: I took a nap. He took a nap. I woke up.
6: He didn't. Oh, that's so cut and dry. So in honor of Lucky, he plans to donate all the money raised from the armor sale to the Metropolitan Guinea Pig Rescue in Roundtail, Virginia. Now, the auction, uh, the last time we checked, the bids had already surpassed the $1,400 mark. For a little helmet. An Alaska man could be facing criminal charges after he goaded a bear with barbecue and ended up getting mauled. State troopers told the Anchorage Daily News the man was attending a picnic at a campground when he decided to take his barbecue on a bike ride. Well, he ran across a black bear. He tossed the bear some meat, like, get away from me, here, some meat. Well, the bear ate the meat, but attack the man when he offered it more he suffered puncture and scratch wounds and was treated in nearby hospital officers believe he had a little bit too much to drink during the picnic i saw pictures of that oh my gosh you could see the claw marks actually in his skin it was horrific uh an indiana man's recovering after his puppy ready for this this is another kind of weird story uh, not that any of my other stories aren't weird, but an Indiana man is recovering after his puppy gnawed off a couple of his toes. According to Indiana's WTHI-TV, Roger Brown of Brazil, Indiana, has been hospitalized when he woke up with a blood-soaked left foot. It was chewed on by a six-month-old pit bull named Bo. The dog was actually able to chew off Brown's pinky toe and his big toe, as well as taking a significant chunk out of his actual foot. He blames himself for the incident. Apparently, Brown, who's disabled and diabetic and doesn't feel very much, had a wound on his foot, which was caused by diabetes. Well, he'd been treating the wound and wrapping it tightly before he went to bed. However, he says on the night of this strange incident, he hadn't been as careful as he should have been. Even though the dog has left him permanently disfigured, Brown decided not to euthanize the dog. Instead, he plans to continue raising and caring for the puppy. Do we really want him to continue to raise and care for this puppy? I, I mean, how could you not wake up when something's, cha- uh, you know, munching on your foot? My dog's licked my toe or something, and I'm like, get out of here. Stop that. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com.
15: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
16: Doctors Foster & Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster & Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first.
14: What a great family vacation! And we save so much money with hotels.com on our amazing hotel.
8: Don't say that in front of the vendors. If they know that we have extra money, it will be a feeding frenzy. <laughs> Hot dogs, popcorn. How about some cotton
13: candy? It's okay. We can mix you any color you want. Commemorative lunch boxes. You need three. The
20: Hotels.com Summer Sale, on now through August 12th. With savings so great, you won't be able to keep it a secret. Book now and save up to 40%. Hotels.com, finding you the perfect place at the perfect price.
14: Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts so get gold bond intensive healing cream with two dedicated medicines it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation whether they be allergies rashes irritation or just dry chapped skin and it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts gold bond intensive healing cream intensive healing for lasting itch relief use as directed
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
1: my friends, celebrating our connection with our pets toll free one 405 we'll head back to the phones for Dr. Debbie dog trainer Alan Cable dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner in just a couple of seconds but we want to take some time to visit with Kenny Lee Lewis guitarist of the Steve Miller band joining us just about to kick off their what three
21: month tour you got going on yeah we'll be back uh, sometime around August 12th hi everyone
1: you uh, you have taken Fly Like an Eagle to a new level oh
21: well thank you so much uh, yeah I, I that my influence is uh, you know, uh, back in those days, were all the English invasion guys. You know, uh, Jeff Beck is one of my favorites, of course, and uh, Jimmy Page, Clapton, of course.
2: How old were you when you picked up your first guitar?
21: Well, my first acoustic guitar was my brother's uh, Sears forty dollars silver tone guitar, which sits next <laughs> to me in my bedroom still to this day. Uh, and that was up in the sixth grade, so I was probably about twelve.
1: Tell us about your animals. You have a dog?
21: I do. I have a dog. She's a Papillon, Feline Papillon named uh, Sophie. And uh, she's quite a character. My daughter uh, uh, got her a great point average. So we said, you can have a dog if you want. And uh, she got this wonderful little papillon, and she's become a member of the family now. And she's, uh, she's quite a character. I mean, these dogs were bred down from uh, miniature uh, English Spaniels back in the you know 15th century and uh, were a part of the French court and everything. And they're just very interesting. They, they really love people. They're not that interested in dogs, although they'll say hi. But, you know, <laughs> she's always depressed when we take her to the dog hotel. She really wants to be with people.
2: I love the papillons. That's the name. It's a French word for butterfly because they have those, those big butterfly-like ears.
21: ears. Right. But but this particular one is a throwback. Her ears <laughs> are down. Plus, she's very large for papillon. The papillons back during the turn of the century were in the... You get a 10- to 12-pound class, and that's what she's in. But most of them now that you see, like you were talking about with the bird ears and everything, uh-huh. are cross are crossbred with long-haired chihuahuas, and they're kept down to about 6, 7 pounds. And that's the one you usually see at a dog show.
1: Now, when you say they've become, or, the, or that Sophie's part of the family, what does that mean? Is she sleeping in the bed? Is she uh, eating? Are you giving her treats at the table? What are you doing to spoil her?
21: You know, yeah, thanks for reminding me of all that. You know, she gets all that. She doesn't sleep with my wife and I. Uh, we decided to put her in a dog bed at the end of the bed,
2: mm-hmm. and we, that
21: worked. We we just well, we just didn't want to have you know. I mean, she got, We have an acre of land, you know, out there on um, Los Osos Valley Road and Foothill and Flo, and She goes outside whenever she wants. She never runs away, so she can go out whenever she she wants but she comes back with all kinds of stuff on her fur and stuff so we're trying to make it so it's a little more sanitary for that but she sleeps with my daughter she doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she gets treats all the time and one one thing that she does do that we uh with treats on she started playing the piano one day wow. and uh, because my wife is a great piano player diane steinberg lewis great pianist she uh companies all the choirs and stuff from down the central coast and she's a singer writer artist herself and uh she plays the piano all the time and so the, the dog we'd try to get attention, she'd go over and play the piano, and we'd uh, we'd give her a treat, you know, just to see if she'd do it again for a hoot. Now it's to the point where we don't treat her, we just applaud. Wow. <laughs> she, she goes throughout the applause, and, uh, and uh you know, once in a while she'd get a treat. If she plays something really hip, we'll give her a treat. Well, that's the same give way we- you
1: learned, didn't she? Didn't Steve, he would throw you a treat every once in a while and then just... <laughs> it,
21: it yeah, went- as a matter of fact, the solo that you were talking about, this on the internet, that was a bone that was thrown to me one night when Joe Satriani <laughs> had just played his solo, and I... I had no idea he was gonna throw me a solo, so he threw it to me and I just said, Okay, watch out you know, so I did it and it went on to a video that uh we released as a free thing our box set, and uh it was something that uh couldn't be, you know, edited out or taken away or whatever. So it was a solo that I Got to you know get on a media that uh, will be around for a long time, yeah. so that's why I put it on my website.
1: Maybe you could work the dog into the act somehow. I'm I'm thinking. I'm just trying to help you out a little extra cash oh, you know, maybe. I, I, shot,
21: I shot some video. once I mean, sometimes we're watching a movie and there's like a real creepy scene and stuff. She'll play some real weird Bella Bartok stuff. <laughs> close voices because their paws are small as you know but she'll play some really hip stuff and we'll go like wow that's as good as anything that any of our friends have ever underscored and so that's when we get retreats they do that again (laughs) but uh, yeah that would be pretty funny I've shot video of her but I still have not posted on Facebook I don't know I guess I'm just trying not to be too crazy with that because so many people boast their animals I don't want to be one of those yeah.
2: But uh, <laughs> we're all one of those around here listen I'm
1: going to go ahead and give out tickets now to the Greek if you're listening in the Los Angeles area and or anywhere around you want to go to that concert why don't you give me a holler right now at 1-866-405-8405 and we'll hook you up now your tour all across the country some great tour dates you can check out stevemillerband.com to learn more and I wanted to mention this before we go here you have a great CD kind of a jazzy thing going on it's a side project has nothing to do with. Steve miller but it's your own work and it's a pretty tasty little
21: cd yeah thanks i I appreciate that uh did it you know quite a few years ago with some of the the former steve Miller man members
1: I wanted to mention that Kenny Lee lives in uh, San Luis Obispo, so if you're listening on K V E. C. or on X M satellite, he's in your town. lee this is where he lives and this is where you'll see him at the dog park with Sophie. You take the dogs out. Uh,
21: yeah, we go to Laguna Park all the time. Like I said, she uh you know, goes around and says hi to everybody for about five minutes, then she looks at me, she goes, Okay, I'm done, let's go.
1: Well Kenny, I appreciate you taking time to spend with us today. Go give Sophie a big old hug from all of us and have a I great day.
21: Thanks for supporting animal lovers all across the world.
6: Bye bye. Okay, bye
1: bye. You know, we're frequently talking about the herbs. We've been mentioning they are sponsors of Animal Radio. And we welcome back A.D. and just call him A.D. A.D. Dolphin from <laughs> D Herbs.
22: How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
1: I've been digesting the website slowly because your your website is huge. It ta- it's a little reading time for me, frankly.
22: It's a it's a little university in itself.
1: It is. Well, you have like over 400 products just for pets.
22: Yeah, we do. You know, we love animals. It's a great website, you know, to just to deliver information about pets and how to treat them and how to care for them and make sure they're eating properly.
1: Well, let's talk a bit about your detox, because the detox is, I've heard about it for humans, but now for pets, for dogs, what What does it get rid of?
22: Well, it gets rid of the toxins in the dog, because today, unfortunately, a lot of pets are eating processed food, so they're coming up with illnesses that, that, that are created in humans but now being created in animals also, like diabetes, joint issues, all arthritis, all kinds of different issues are, are occurring now in pets, and it's because of the things that they're eating.
2: Uh, how do you know when to detox your pet, and how do you know how often to detox them?
22: You know, I would always say it's probably the quality of food that they're eating. Mm-hmm. So I would probably at least try to do it maybe twice a year, and you know, see how he's functioning.
1: The compound that we're giving the animals for the cleanse, that's, is that all natural, all herbal? Well, tell us a little bit about that, because I'm always concerned about what I am giving my animals.
22: Well, it is completely natural. 100%. So it's just merely just herbs. You're gonna mix it in with their food. They're gonna consume it on a daily basis. It also comes with some recipes. So you can give them snacks throughout the day, and you're going to also include the formulas inside of there.
2: Now, this isn't just for dogs. Do you have this for cats as well?
22: Absolutely. So it's all for all domestic animals, Yeah.
2: Now, let me ask you a very sensitive question. Uh, the detox, is that like a big flushing? Is my animal going to, like, go all over the place, or what is, what's well, going to happen? Well, a
22: little bit more gentle than that. I know when people think of cleansing, they think they're going to run into the bathroom all day. <laughs> That's not really the case. Yeah, my
2: is my house. dog going to do that, explode all over my house? No,
22: no, 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 okay. no. That's it's good. more or less just you know improving upon his food and then giving him something that's going to cleanse out those particular organs.
1: Well, I wish we had more time to talk about this. I'm going to encourage listeners to go over to the website. That's D Herbs, and uh, it's kind of spelled differently. It's the letter D and then herbs h e r b s dot com. D Herbs dot com. Of course, we link to it from AnimalRadio.com. So if you just want to hit that link on the front page, we'll take you right on over to the pet products at D Herbs, doing good work and making our pets much healthier. Ad off and joining us thank you so much
14: absolutely
22: you guys have a wonderful
1: day we'll head back to the phones next
14: animal radio is brought to you by natural balance pet food the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet no matter which line of natural balance pet food you choose you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more
13: Hey, it's Vinnie Penn coming back at you with another Party Animal segment. Animal Radio, baby, because you're demanding it. Thanks for all of the emails I've been getting from people who are like, this should be a TV show. This should be Vinnie Penn's Animal Radio. All of you people out there saying that you want it extended to being a full half hour long and an hour. All right, nobody's emailed me. In this regard, uh, but you can email me at vinny at Animal dot com. OK, this week's topic. Very uh, true story. True story. Um, no exaggeration here. We've been having a problem in my neighborhood for the past couple of summers with uh, we've been plagued by skunks, I've Been having a real skunk problem. Uh, the stench could ju- you know from them just firing off their skunk lasers in the middle of the night could wake you from a sound sleep at three in the morning. I even set trap. I I had to. I hate to do it. I, I- you know I didn't want anything destroyed. I I, I- I'll plead the fifth or, or just say I- it's naivete. I don't know how this goes, but I did have someone come out and set a trap for the skunk. I mean I have two small children. It was waking the stench was the stank was waking us up. Every night, lo and behold, one day, a couple of weeks ago, I hear kerplunk in the middle of the day in the pool, in the backyard. I look out. The skunk has fallen in the pool in the middle of the day, which suggests rabies. Am I right? Is that urban myth? Is, is that a wives tale? I heard of a skunk or a raccoon. If you see him in the middle of the day, chances are very good that they, these are nocturnal creatures to a degree. Uh, so they could be rabid. I don't know if that's urban myth or not, but he felt falls in the pool. So I stand, I'm an animal lover. I stand there and I think this is it. I just got to, this is how it's going to have to end. I'm just going to have to let him, you know, there was a trap in the yard. I'm just going to have to let him go this way, but I couldn't take it. I couldn't take being in the house and there's an animal splishing and splashing around in my pool. So I went and I told my wife, I said, "We've finally resolved the skunk issue. It's in the pool right now. And she said, what? She looked at me kind of funny. I said, I know I hate that it has to wind up this way. But, you know, it's finally going to solve the issue. The skunk has been, you know, terrorizing the neighborhood. So I just left the room, didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, I heard the sliding glass door open and close. I look out the window and my wife is out there with the pool skimmer. True story. Hand to God. And fishes the big, fat, stinky skunk out of our pool. Now, there's a part of me that's livid because this issue for three summers is finally resolved and she's fishing it. So I'm thinking, I want to see that tail come up and this rabid skunk just blast her because then she'd have to take a bath in tomato juice, too, which would be kind of sexy, actually, to me. But I'm into some strange stuff. And low Bill, I swear, it's like she, she dropped it off in the lawn. It's like the skunk was like Pepe Le Pew or something. It just looked at her and said, mm, thank you. Nah, shall He—you just gave her a wink. I swear, I think I saw the skunk wink and took off. How would you feel? How would you feel if this skunk was plaguing your neighborhood, fell into a neighbor's pool? pool the issue could have finally been resolved, and some little house on the prairie weaned housewife had to save it with the pool skimmer. You let me know, Vinnie Penn,
0: party animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Fine, how are you guys?
1: Good, where are you today? I'm in Clinton, Iowa. Clinton, are you listening on K-R-O-S? Is that
4: K-R-O-S?
7: No, I didn't know they had it here in town. I listened to it on XM in the semi.
1: Oh, good, so you're at O-T-R. Yes. Okay. Well, i got Doc Deb here. She's she's like, stop asking them their life
5: story. Just... <laughs> I'm here to work. Come on now. What, what, so what's going on there, Scott?
7: Well, I adopted a teacup chihuahua, a six-month-old one, in California here a couple weeks ago. And okay. my concern is I live in Iowa where it can get to 30 below in the wintertime.
21: Mm-hmm.
9: Oh, yeah.
7: And I'm just concerned about her well-being coming from a warm state to a colder climate.
5: Okay. Well, and for me, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter what she's used to. As a teacup Chihuahua, she is not a cold-weather dog, no matter where she lives. Um, So it's, I'd say it's impractical to expect that we're going to really acclimate her to cold temperatures. Chihuahuas, in general... They just don't tolerate cold really well. That's why you see all the little cutesies walking around with those, you know, sweaters and fleeces and the hats and the gloves. Oh wait, no, not all of that. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we dress these guys up because they really don't have the body fat um, and the body size to really generate and to maintain their own body temperature in that extreme weather. So um, you're good to definitely be aware of that and to be watchful. Um, so as far as the the basic things for a little teacup chihuahua or any chihuahua, under 55 degrees, I really start to take extra measures. Um, so that maybe things like sweaters, fleeces. And and actually, I can tell you from my own experience with Boss, um, my little terrier mix, some of the best warming um, com- cover-ups I mean, aren't necessarily just the knitted sweaters. They're, they actually do make down jackets for dogs, and uh, the fleeces are actually quite warm. So those are very nice, and Boss highly recommends them. I will tell you that. Um, so those would be some basic things. Now, you also want to keep in mind the potty training for these little guys, because some of these little doggies are quite diva-like. And in snow weather, especially you know below zero weather, we need to make accommodations. So you want to think of that now while the weather is kind of in the temperate zone, so you can plan. Um, some doggies will do great going outside as long as you keep that snow uh, uh, you know shoveled and you give them a clear path, and they don't have to go outside their means to really go eliminate. Um, But otherwise, you can train them inside on one of those little potty patches.
7: Well, she's pretty good about the the pads. And I have a doggy door, and she goes out all the time. She loves her backyard.
5: Okay, good, good. Uh,
7: My main concern is, like, the pads on the bottom of her seat, you
5: Mm -hmm. know. Sure, yeah. Um, So with with that, you can definitely... Yeah, you can definitely do doggy boots um or even just kind of the little slip-ons for them to go outside. Um, you have to watch that. Yeah, those little feet with long periods of time on frozen uh surfaces definitely can they can get some uh, freeze bite. Um so you want to be aware of that. Um for you know, just kind of getting her acclimated to go outside in that. You're really, you know, carry her outside, put her down, let her do her biz and carry her back in. That's going to be the best way to kind of gradually acclimate her to that. But if it's really extreme temperatures, something that it burns your face when you're going outside, I, I really would advocate using the booties, um, just to protect those feet. Um, and then, you know, other things I may not have mentioned, heated dog beds. Um, sometimes these little guys, even in Las Vegas winters, believe it or not, these little guys come in shivering. When it's, you know, 40 degrees outside. So um if you have a heated dog bed and she's, you know, not the type that might chew or destroy any of that type of thing, that can be a really great way to kind of keep them warm and to um kind of reward them after they go outside to do their business. There's something got, else I want to she's add. she got a nice
9: warm water bed to sleep in.
2: Ooh, I like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to talk about this other product that I just saw, and I actually got Uh-oh. a sample at SuperZoo. Uh-oh.
1: Does it, it make noise? No,
2: no, Nothing. no. It's called Comfy Tails, and it's K-U-M-F-Y. What is that? Tails, T-A-I-L-Z. What it is, it's a fleece jacket, but Uh-oh. it has an insert. It's a gel pack, and what you can actually oh. do is put it in, in the, the microwave? microwave. You heat this gel Without pack. Without the dog. You put it on before yeah. you put it on the dog. Yeah. You take the gel pack, you put it in the microwave for a few seconds, and then you you insert it in this coat, and it goes underneath her belly, and then you wrap the coat around her, and it'll keep her warm outside for a long time. And you can also uh, make it cold too if it's real hot weather. But it's called Comfy Tails, and it's a thermal pack. And it, it's—I got one for my little dog. She's eight pounds and gets cold. Well, hair. Not one of
1: those frilly things, is it? With all it's, kinds it's of colors and and you know, There's
2: different colors, fleece. but okay. this, this gel pack is amazing. And it—it it just stays on their underbelly and it will keep them warm. So look up Comfy Tails. Mm.
7: We already got one from PetSmart.
2: You do? Oh, yeah,
7: they're awesome. My wife went shopping spree with her one day and bought a (laughs) bunch.
1: You spoiled her.
7: Oh yes.
5: Well, that sounds like you've already got kind of some of those basic things. So, I mean, really, uh, Scott, I think we got to remember these little guys are just so so sensitive to the cold weather, and uh, you know, a little extra TLC, keeping that baby warm. Is is this little one going to be traveling with you in in the truck or staying at home?
7: Stay at home. I've got a pit bull boxer and I got um that I've called you about that had hip dysplasia and your tips on that helped her.
10: Oh fabulous.
7: That's the one that goes with me in the semi all the time. And then I got a purebred Irish pit bull.
10: Oh well,
5: we appreciate you being a, a follow-up and a, a frequent caller here, Scott, and, and give this little baby a good pat on the head. And you got a little time to get her acclimated before that cold winter chill comes. Oof, thank God.
7: Uh, She's <laughs> beating up on her teddy bears right now.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you for your well, call, thank- Scott. We appreciate it. One well, eight. Huh? I help. huh? One eight six, we're all giddy here. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Call back if you need any more help. There, we we always like to be of help because most people. Let's face it. A lot of people call and say, "You, you think you guys think you know it alls, don't you?" I'll go into Seven Eleven. Give it to you,
5: Hal. Well, maybe okay, maybe they
1: do. They say, "Hal, you're <laughs> always trying to take credit for Doctor Debbie and Alan." What? Well, that's it. That's all we have time for today. I want to thank Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band for joining us and uh, great concert. Check it out if you if you haven't had a chance to see it yet. They're doing a great concert all across the country.
5: I have to say, it was
2: a very quiet day today without Alan. It was. Yes.
5: Yeah. And you know, I'm going to speculate. I, you know, I think Joey did something to him. Ooh. You know, he he wanted the spotlight for himself today, and I I, I'm it. just wondering, maybe it wasn't just food poisoning. You know, and just, poor
1: no. you, you had to do double duty today.
5: <laughs> I don't mind.
1: Well, have yourself a safe and fun weekend with your animal. Go take him out right now. Get him, give him a little exercise. We're going to do that with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, and we'll see you next week right here on this fine station for more Animal Radio. Bye now.
3: Bye bye bye. Have a great day, everybody.